Hello and welcome to episode 179 of section 138. I'm your host, Mark Colley, as always, joined by Bryson and Jacob. How are you guys? Doing good, Mark. Uh, January 23rd, uh, we know that there is another meeting coming up in a couple days, or at least tomorrow from the day that we're recording between the two sides, and uh, fingers crossed, it's in person in New York, and uh, you can only hope that we make progress. Yes, but we're not going to talk about that today. We have different things scheduled for today, but before we get to any of that, Jacob, how are you? I am actually very excited because today we are finally, I'm not even going to say those three letters, we are just... We have something different planned, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Very exciting. Okay, well, as you can probably tell from the episode of this podcast, the name of this podcast, we are drafting the best Blue Jay game since 2015. And if any of our listeners um, watch or listen to John Boy and Jake Radio, they do something similar to this. So we decided we would do it with our own Blue Jays topic. Basically, the way it works is that the three of us are, as it sounds like, we're basically doing a fantasy draft of the top Blue Jay games since 2015, we're going to go around, do a snake draft. It's going to be seven rounds to start with. We may expand it further if we decide we have a lot of games left over. Um, and basically, at the end, we're going to be building essentially what is our own personal team of what we think the best games for the Blue Jays since 2015 is. We have a couple rules before we begin to make it a little bit more exciting for each of us. The first one is that you can have no more than two picks from one season. So this just prevents you, or I guess now that we're at seven rounds, let's make it three picks to make it a little bit easier. No more than three picks from one season. And then you also have to pick at least one game from the 2017 to 2019 era. And this just makes it so that we don't just pick the games from the good seasons from the 2020, 2021, as well as the 15 and 16 seasons. So those are the rules. And I think everyone understands how it's going to work. But before that, we have to decide what the order is we're drafting in. So we're going to do this with everyone writing down a random number. And then we're going to go random number generated, 1 to 100. So everyone, if you write down your number. Okay, everyone got it? Sorry, I'm just, I'm giving myself, I'm thinking, I'm trying to concentrate. (laughs) Got to get the good luck. Um, It is truly random. I have it up on Google right now. I'll tell I you trust what, my you. number, my number. Any fishy behavior will be flagged, but I believe <laughs> that you are as honest as possible. Oh, God, the, no ink. Wow. Bryson, screwing up already. Not good. Here, if you just have <laughs> your number, so you just want to say your number right now, because both Bryson, Jacob, and I have, uh, have it written. Can I see it? No, I'm kidding. Okay, let me try. That's I got 38. Hopefully I am 55. This. I have eight because I cannot of- see. <laughs> Number eight in the hockey draft was perfect. So we all went relatively ah. low. The number is fifty-six. Yes. So Bryson, you get to choose where you're picking first. Do you want the wraparound pick, number three, or do you want first overall pick? Oh, I'm going first overall. Okay. And then I guess I'm next. I'll take the wraparound and I'll okay. screw Jacob over with the middle pick. <laughs> so with oh, that you got yeah, you put Jacob on the spot now. Bryson, you're now the first pick. Who do you want? All right, so with the f- with the first pick in this fantasy draft, kind of fantasy draft type from the best games from 2015 to 2021, I will proudly select from the 2015 postseason, Game 5 of the ALDS, the Jose Bautista bat flip. Now, in those, in those years, it's hard to argue uh, another exciting game from that time. We all know the stakes of it. We all know how special that season was. What made it even more special was the stakes of the actual game in the postseason. A go-ahead home run after a crazy seventh inning that took over an hour. 
We knew the stakes, and Jose Bautista came up, a go-ahead home run, which led the Jays off to the ALCS. And just for that reason alone, I think that's fair in terms of that being the best game uh, from those years of 2015 to 2021, because obviously in 2020, we all know the Jays lasted about a couple days max. 2021, unfortunately, we did not get to the postseason. Uh, 2016 was a postseason run, of course, but nothing was as special as that 2015 postseason run. So that was fun times to be a Jays fan, and I am proud to have the bat flip on my team. Yeah, this was a no-brainer. Uh, I don't know about you, Jacob, but this was the 1A on my list. And I knew if I got first overall pick, I would be taking it. But, of course, I had to go with the wraparound, even though I could have gone second and got what I think is probably going to be a hands-down number two pick. But I guess we'll see with uh, Jacob's next pick. So I'll tell you what. The bat flip was not guaranteed to be my first overall pick, but what? my second overall pick, I'm just saying, I have a few on here that uh, – might surprise you guys but in terms of second overall I think it's obvious Edwin Encarnacion's walk-off against the Baltimore Orioles in October 5th 2016 so the year after that was it to me like this was the pinnacle of the Blue Jays 2015 and 16 run you have Bautista doing it in 2015 you have their other slugger in 2016 doing it and this was it just if this was the year they had won the World Series you could look at a moment like this and say this was the thing that got them there, and obviously they went to the division series, swept the, the Rangers, capped off by Odour forgetting how to throw a ball. But in terms of that game, this just has to be the best moment of really the last almost full decade of Blue Jays baseball. And I really I don't think a lot of people would disagree. Like this was the right person at the plate at the right time, and it it turned Toronto into an absolute frenzy. Okay, so this has gone exactly how I expected it to go so far. I don't know about what you thought, Bryson, but my number one and two picks were the bat flip and the the walk-off. Yeah, and I'm sure, unless you decide to surprise us in the world, I feel like the third (laughs) pick is also kind of obvious, but you're also going back-to-back here, so you can be creative how you approach this. But yeah, uh, definitely for pick number two from Jacob, that was a no-brainer for me in my opinion as well. Yeah. That's the thing. Now I have the difficult task of making two picks. I know what the number one, I'll say the the first one is the game three of the 2016 ALDS. And that's what you were just talking about, Jacob, with Adore throwing the ball away and the Donaldson mad dash home. Um, and plus just extra factor, you get the revenge against the Rangers after you have Odor punching Batista earlier in the season in May when the Blue Jays were playing the Rangers. It's just picture perfect you couldn't write it any better for the Blue Jays and it's definitely one of those games that lives on in a lot of people's minds and one of those highlights that just echoes inside your brain forever because it's incredible to watch Um, another thing I do want to mention about this draft and we were just talking about it for but for anyone listening like you are building kind of your team of games in this (laughs) case it's games other drafts we might do might be players or transactions or whatever but you're building the best games So you do want to kind of have some diversity in terms of what you're picking. So you don't want to pick all walk-offs, all different types of things. But I think with the number four pick of the draft, my second pick with the wraparound pick, I'm going to take Steve Pierce's walk-off grand slam on July 30th, 2017 um, against the Los Angeles Angels. And the reason I'm taking this is a couple of reasons. First off, I think it's the best pick that you can have it's the best game from 2017 to 2019 I think it's the best pick hands down in that era so I wanted to get that squared away early so I'm not stuck with a 
crappy game later on from that period of time. And then the second reason is just a pretty awesome game. Like it's something that would never happen again in baseball history. And, you know, previously, I think the, the record for grand walk-off grand slams in one season is two prior to what Steve Pierce did. And it was done in one year, let alone what Steve Pierce did in one week. And the second one was just even more crazy than the first, because it was the biggest ninth inning comeback in franchise history. Um, and it was the second walk-off Grand Slam in four days. Like, you just can't write anything better than that. So that's what I'm going to take as my second pick in the round. Um, and I guess we go back to Jacob for his second pick. So I have a bunch of ones that I think, after you get the first couple out of the way, you can kind of argue that they're all pretty good. Like, definitely there's a ranking, but I was sitting here, I was seriously contemplating it, and I think... For me, it has to be, this came from 2017, so a bit of a darker time for the Blue Jays. However, I think one of the coolest moments was in St. Louis early in that season. I think it was either April or May, but when Chris Coughlin dove over Yadier Molina, and I don't even know how to describe it. Like It almost looked as he had the Grand Theft Auto cheats on, and he was coming home, easily should have been tagged out, but he jumped over Yadier Molina and then just like headfirst dove into home plate and ended up scoring. And I think that's just, it's one of those things. It wasn't from a player that was like a huge name in Blue Jay history or even of that team or on that team of that year. But it's one of those moments that still lives on. And it's one of those things to me that it was a dark time for the Blue Jays. They were coming off of the highs of the playoffs and obviously took a couple years to rebuild. But if you're looking at, one of those really crazy moments, I think that definitely has to be one of them for me because, frankly, I don't think that we're ever going to see anything like that again. I mean, it would be cool too, but I mean, this isn't, you know, it's not the Olympics. It's it's a baseball game, so we're definitely not going to be seeing any crazy uh, gymnastic type moves. But to me, this was, it's just one of those things that stand out to me because as as you'll see throughout the rest of my list, there were a lot of individual moments throughout games that just were very, very memorable to me, and this was one of them. Okay. That was nowhere on my board. <laughs> I think for me, there's an important distinction between top games and top moments. And we're not drafting highlights. So that's why I didn't put the Chris Coughlin dive on my list. There's like something else that popped up when I was doing research was, um, I don't know, like Darwin Barney's uh, slide. If you guys remember that when he was diving into yes, it was yes, either second yes. or third base and he came up like five feet short and just crawled there. That's a hilarious moment that lives in my brain forever, but it's a moment. It's like a highlight. It's not a game. So that's this is where the fun kind of comes in with a draft and a broad topic. You get to distinguish between these things, but that's why I didn't totally consider those things for my board, whereas I was thinking of the more the game on the whole. I don't know about you, Brayson. Yeah, uh, I had around 29 different <laughs> games, or I, I guess you can some you can make the argument they're moments, but the Coglin one did not make my list. So Jacob, in my opinion, thank you because I have just stolen my next, and I got to go back to back. So now technically back to back, I am very happy with where I stand. Mark, I'm sure you might be a little bit happy too because that wasn't on your board. So clearly, you're going to get something that you didn't think you were going to get. And uh, again, that's the best part about these types of drafts. So I'm very excited for my next two picks. I, I know my next two picks. I just don't know which one should go first, but let's change it up. Let's go to 2019. Let's change it up a little bit. Let's go to May 14th, 2019, 
in San Francisco, California. Oh, I know what you're doing. Vladimir oh. Guerrero Jr.'s very first home run. Again, I know it's kind of like a moment. However, in this case, I make more of an argument because we all know this was Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s first major league home run. It happens in San Francisco. He's already up in the big leagues for a couple weeks. You can also make the argument and maybe take his first game. But in this in this case, because in his first game, I know he I think he went one for four his MLB debut. This just to me, him hitting his first home run kind of showing signs of what was to come for the next, I guess, foreseeable future uh, for this team. The next, you know, lots of years ahead with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. That's why him hitting the home run in San Francisco was definitely a highlight point. And I believe that also led them to the win that night. And of course, especially especially too in 2019. And I think in this moment, too, you can make a lot of arguments similar to this just because 2019 was the year of the kids. It was the year of the transition. We know 2017 was disappointing. We know 2018 was the beginning of the teardown. And of course, 2019 was also very ugly. However, 2019 is the year where we start we start to saw or sorry, start to everyone began to come up at different points of the year. And we all got to see different glimpses of them at different points of the year. And this, for me, this is definitely one of the best games. And at least from, if you look back on 2019 as well, probably one of the best games or, you know, one of the most exciting games I definitely watched that day because it was pretty crazy uh, in terms of, I guess, the internet, social media, the reaction even from uh, the commentators when he did go deep in his very first game at San Francisco too as well. So that's why, for me, it's uh, one of the special moments uh, that I experienced at least in these types of years. And, that is also my pick, my one pick from that era too, so I'm glad I got that out of the way. And maybe we'll see more throughout the draft. I don't want to spoil my next picks. What What makes that game even better, and I guess I shouldn't argue for you because this builds up your team instead of my team, but uh, he had two home runs in that game. So, I mean, his first career home run and then another home run that was in the sixth inning, it looks like. Um, yeah, it was exciting. I'll be honest, I didn't have it on my board. I did have his debut on my board and probably shouldn't have said that because I might be taking it later, but yeah, <laughs> that is completely fair. Yeah. What about you, Jacob? Well, I, when you said, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. In San Francisco, I, at first I thought you were talking about something completely different, but <laughs> uh, thankfully you didn't. Now I can snatch that one up, but, uh, I will say it is definitely a good, uh, a good moment. It was a brutal time, I think for the blue Jays, but, to see things like this, you know, it, even though that was kind of an individual moment, it's more of the the game behind that. And at, at this point, this is something that helps the team win. So it is it is fair. All righty. With that, I'm back to back on this one. And we're going to go back to 2015 with the next pick. We're going to go back to the exact date here was the Blue Jays clinch the AL East on September 30th, 2015 in Baltimore. That final out, we all remember, Latroy Hawkins was pitching and, of course, Russell Martin, I believe, was behind the plate. And what made it so special was, again, we know how special the 2015 season was, the turnaround. But the one key detail is, especially too, at the time in 2015, it was the longest playoff drought by any North American sports team. That came to an end. It was the first time since 1993 the Blue Jays obviously clinched the Division One, And number two, they clinched a playoff berth. That was definitely one of the highlights of that season. And the way... It ended as well because them clinching the division happened at one of the final or one of the last games of the year. And I think that night was probably one of the most exciting nights as well because you knew that this team was poised or had the potential 
to go on a playoff run. We know that they did, and unfortunately they came up short. We don't want to talk about that last game. But, um, you know, at that point, when that moment happened, we got to see a banner at that time added to Rogers Center the next year. AL East Champions 2015, we know in baseball especially, clinching the division could be one of the hardest things to do. So that's why I thought that is a special moment, one of my favorite moments from that season alone. And again, from this era, uh, I just um, I couldn't pass up on that pick. I still had it available. Not on my board. I don't know about wow. you, Wow. <laughs> It uh, it was not. I think that I have one that I'm going to use next that I don't think's on your uh, any of your two's boards. But th- this is interesting. I think seeing the two of us have or the three of us really have completely different uh, outlooks on this. Yeah, we definitely have different ideas of what the best games are. Because for me, well, I guess like like that game was awesome, but it doesn't stick in my mind as a defining moment from that season. But like, I guess apparently to you it was in your mind it is so. It's interesting to see 20, how we look at it differently. Twenty plus years is a long time. It is for a playoff trade. I that and that's what made me pick it. It's not like if it's like a team winning the division every single year, like a team like the Dodgers, I guess, in the NL West. Maybe it probably isn't here, but the fact that that ended the drought by any North American sports team at that time, we're including any of those big four professional sports in the continent. That is why it's up there for me. All right, it's your pick now, Jacob. I was hoping you were going to remind me because I, for some reason, got a little lost there, but. My next pick, this is the one I don't think either of you guys have it on your boards, but July 26th, 2016, the Blue Jays walk off the San Diego Padres in the 12th inning off of a wild pitch. And to me, I, the, the this game, it was just, it started off as like a regular interleague play. The Blue Jays, you know, you're against the Padres, blah, 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 whatever. They ended up going into extra innings. They were down by two in the top half of the 12th. They allowed... Uh, I can't remember who exactly was pitching, but somebody allowed a two-run home run. And then Devin Travis with the game tied, game on the line, after a 12-minute at-bat, gets over to third base, and then on a wild pitch, bolts home, wins, scores the winning run, and the Blue Jays end up winning that game. And that was, I think at that point, the Blue Jays were first in their division. They kind of fell off towards uh, the end of August, and in September they had a, a brutal month, but... This was, I think, the best we had seen the Blue Jays probably since, or at least that season, since the playoff push in 2015. And I think this was probably the best team of those two years or the best stretch for that team of the two years because that summer was just absolutely fantastic for them. But to me, this has just always stuck out as one of the few games that whenever I'm bored and I want to look back on old memories, uh, especially sports memories, this is definitely one of those games that I look back on because to win off of a wild pitch like we don't really see that often and when you do when you're at home to do it when you come back from a two uh, a two run deficit from the previous inning it just it makes it a great moment and you know I think now I might have to cut off the 2015 and 16 moments because we're starting to see a lot better moments in in recent years but this one when you look at the what ended up happening that season to me, when you're able to come back from that type of deficit, it's it's something that is very memorable. Yeah, you've got now you've got two from 2016, one from 2017, and Bryson, you have two from 2015, one from 2019, and I've got one 2016, one 2017. So, yeah, that's another one was not on my board. So maybe this is going to be easier as we head into the later rounds than I thought it was going to be. Um, I wasn't thinking about that. I do remember it, and I was watching the highlights when I was researching. But 
um to me it wasn't something that like stuck in my mind at all so i just didn't include it but it's definitely it's a good pick i respect it it is I don't want to brag, and I hate bragging, but I really like where this team sits for me right now. I don't, I don't know about you, Mark, but yeah, that one, I knew, I had it on my original list, but when I had to cut it down, it did not make the final cut. So that one definitely did surprise me, though, Jacob. But again, I like the creativity, and um, clearly for all of us, not, not, not. I think majority of our picks so far haven't been on each other's boards. So I like the unpredictability. Yeah, I thought I would be having to furiously, because I have a spreadsheet with all the games I got on, I thought I'd be furiously blacking out lines. But so far, it's just the three top lines that we had with the the three first picks with the postseason games from 2015 and 2016. So um, I'm pretty confident about my board as well. And with this round, I think it takes a big step for for what my team is going to do. But the first pick that I'm going to take, I'm going to step out on a limb here and take the first... 2021 game and I'm going to take the Blue Jays first home game back uh, at the Rogers Center after being Damn away it. for so long and both of you look frustrated so uh, I'm glad I got that out of the way now I just think I mean clearly both of you know how important it was for the Blue Jays because both of you wanted to pick this but it's such an emotional game you watch it back and you I mean right from the very beginning you have Charlie Montoyo crying on the field because it's so emotional to be back at the Rogers Center and back in front of the home crowd. And then you have the crowd that's amazing throughout the game. And this is a point in the season when the Blue Jays are picking up steam. It's right next to the trade deadline. And then to cap it all off, the very last play of the game, Santiago Espinal makes that incredible over-the-shoulder grab, um, running into the outfield, and Bobachet's running into the outfield at the same time. And they congratulate each other, and the crowd goes crazy in a way we haven't seen it do in a couple years because they haven't been at the Rogers Center for so long. So that's what I'm taking with the first pick, or I guess the last pick of the third round. Um, and my third pick and then um, moving on to my next pick I guess we can just do them together and then we can talk about what you guys think Um, I'm going back to 2015 and taking Marco Estrada's near perfect game against the Tampa Bay Rays at Tropicana Field and it looks like Bryson you wanted that one as well so I'm happy I'm taking them now Um, he nearly made baseball history plus there was that epic catch by Josh Donaldson you just yes. put those two things yes. together and it's an instant classic. So those are my two picks for this for this wraparound for me. I got to say, I really wish you didn't take that home opener, home opener, or the third home opener of that season, but I'm not going to give anything away. You didn't take one of my other picks. So I respect the, uh, the home opener, but uh, I'm confident in the one that you did not snatch. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to be there. You guys know the very first game back, it was emotional. Uh, 15,000 people was the limit at the time when they first started, but we knew it sounded pretty much like a, a sold-out Rogers Center. So that game, definitely up there in terms of games I've intended to of all time. Uh, and of course, the Marco Estrada near-perfect game, that was on my board. However, I was not planning to use the next round, but of course, now i got to readjust <laughs> later on in the draft. And yeah, that's the one thing too, as much as he almost threw that perfect game, the fact that jo- Donaldson made that catch, I remember where I was too. I wasn't home, but I remember I was watching the game on my phone and I absolutely screamed in public when that happened, and everyone looked at me like I had three heads. So that was a memorable moment for me as well. But yeah, and that was also 
before the playoff run, before the trade deadline. This was early on in the year. And um, a game like that at Tropicana Field, the house of horrors for the Jays, especially during those couple years, uh, you saw two good things, or at least one overall great start from Marco Estrada, near perfect. And of course, you saw one of, you know, a catch that we haven't seen since in terms of, at least from the Jays too, diving into the crowd. That's what made it so special in Josh Donaldson's MVP year. So I really am a fan of that pick, though. I'm really a fan of both of those picks. All right, Jacob, you're up again. All right, so as I mentioned, you didn't take this one that I was looking at, and at the end of that homestand that you mentioned, the Blue Jays had a series against the Boston Red Sox, and I know Bryson's mad about this one. However, Blue Jays had a terrible start from Hyunjin Ryu, were down by like four or five towards the middle innings of the game, claw their way back into the game, down by two in the bottom of the eighth inning, two outs, Alejandro Kirk no, it was Reese McGuire, wasn't it? One of the catchers works Matt Barnes for a walk. McGuire, yes. And then George Springer comes up and just sends the Red Sox packing. Even though it technically wasn't a walk-off, George Springer ended the game for the Blue Jays at that moment. They capped off a 9-2 and homestand. First of all, their first homestand in Toronto since 2019. He caps this off with a huge win, and I just... You know, I remember watching this from the back room of my work and had to convince everybody that nothing bad had just happened because I started screaming. But to me, that was... There are a few games from 2021 that actually made my list, surprisingly not as many as you would think. But this one, I had to snatch it because this was easily probably my favorite moment of the entire season. And it just it capped off a fantastic homestand against a division rival. And that was the last time the Blue Jays and Red Sox would play each other and... Considering that they were going into a, a or coming into that homestand, they were not in the playoff picture at all. But you go nine and two over eleven games, instead of eight and three or whatever it could have been the case, you've now completely changed the outlook of your season. And say they didn't make the playoffs all you want, it was still an entertaining season, and it was one that without moments like this would not have even come close to happening. Yeah, it was on my board. Um, I was also tempted to put the. Uh... I think it was the day before with the doubleheader against the Red Sox. And there was a Marcus Simeon walk-off home run in the first game when it was like 0-0. And then he hit just, I think it was the first pitch of what I guess would have been the seventh inning. Um, And he just hit a solo home run, 1-0 win. And then also the day prior to that, which was, I think it was a Friday, um, when the Blue Jays had their first game against the Red Sox of that series. And they had the, what was it, um, like seven or eight run inning or something like that. I don't remember the details of it, but I was also contemplating putting that on my board. But the very fact that I can't remember the exact details of it, it's probably an indication that didn't mean as much to me as some of these other games. So I didn't put it on my board eventually. But this uh, 9-8 game with the George Springer walk-off, that was definitely on my list. Because I was as I was combing through these games, I, I came across a few highlights of that and just the crowd shot and the crowd noise from that moment was definitely special. So that's a good pick. I mean, I hate to admit it, but that that was going to be part of my next pick. So, unfortunately, I have to scramble now because I'm doing back-to-back. However, one of the other picks from, of course, especially during that homestand, uh, or it was the 1st September of 2021. I'll go ahead with my next pick now. I think you know where I'm going with this. The Oakland A's are in town, and we all know how big of a series that was at the time because at the time, the A's were, a, a, I think, actually ahead of the Jays. They were in that first wildcard spot. And we all know the comeback. And, of course, to end it off, it was when Marcus Simeon 
hit the walk-off over the Oakland A's. So for me, that will be my next pick. I mean, what better way to end it against your former team like that to pretty much shatter their, at least the game as well. And what a comeback too. We, we know prior in the game, it was just crazy. The comeback that they did put together in 2021 was the year of the comeback for the Jays. So Marcus Simeon's game where he walked it off over the Oakland A's, his former team, that is my pick. And uh, I'm very happy that that was available. I'm actually surprised that it lasted this yeah. long, but clearly I, one of you guys I'm sure was close to getting to it. So I would have taken that above the George Springer home run. That was on my board. I had them, uh, I have them separated by year, and then I, within each year, I have it ordered in terms of the games I want to take. And the George, the Marcus Simeon one was second on my board for 2021, and the the George Springer home run was a couple ones down. So, see, I have I did the same thing you did, but I actually ranked though I ranked the Springer one ahead, which is why I picked it, and I was gonna pick the one that you just picked right uh, in my next pick. Weirdly enough, the first game back in Toronto was above both of those two. Uh, I don't know, maybe that's not that outlandish of a pick, but I'll tell you what, and I got to do some scrambling because that was uh, that's a good pick. I'm not gonna lie, but I, I was considering saying or also picking that and finding a loophole saying I'm talking about the Guriel Grand Slam, but no, I think we'll count that as one because I mean to be fair, it was the same game, but I think that just shows how many good moments were in that game and easily how you how all three of us could have picked that one. And uh, we've now taken three consecutive 2021 picks. So it's interesting how we're all kind of thinking together in terms of uh, one domino falls, all the dominoes fall. But Bryson, you got another pick left. Yes. And the perfect scenario would have been Springer, Simeon, come back now again because Jacob took it. Kind of have to rescramble. But I think I'm going to extend the streak here of 2021. This will be my second pick from the 2021 season. And it is, of course, I'm sure you guys remember this game very well. September 12th, a doubleheader in Baltimore. One of the craziest seventh innings, and I guess in this case, you know, we know we all know how doubleheaders were seven innings, kind of equivalent to the, the ninth inning. One of the craziest, I think, swings in a game that we've ever seen uh, before, especially, I guess, in recent memory. And for me, I look back and there was a lot of memorable comebacks, especially, too, from the 2018 season. There was a couple times that year where the Jays made some incredible comebacks. And again, each year they did. But this one for me was just insane because I felt like every single person on the team just continued to produce. And it started off with the Jays being no hit into the seventh inning, which was the final uh, at-bat of the game. And they go on to score 11 runs to clinch game one of the doubleheader. And again, we were at this point where we were talking about how it was a must win. It was on their schedule as must win games. And if they lost, we would have all been upset. And I think also the game before, there was a game where Hunjin Ryu pitched. I think it was the day before and the day lost that game. And we were here pretty much, you know, a little disappointed that they lost that game. But yeah, it started off with the Hernandez single. I have it all here. A Kirk Homer, a Gurriel single, Gritzik single. You guys know George Springer single, Simeon Homer. And basically everyone on the team contributed here. It allowed or it led to an 11-10 win to keep the season alive again at the time. And that's why it will be my next pick and maybe my final pick from 2021. But I'm happy with these two back-to-back picks here. I actually had the... The Sunday game, the 22-run game, on my board instead of the doubleheader because I thought that game was more notable than the doubleheader, but it's interesting. See, now that you've picked another 2021 game, I kind of want to change things up a little bit, which... Well, we're running out of them now, too. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah. Well, all three of mine are now gone. Yeah, I only have one left on my board from 2021, so I might take that one next. 
me okay so i'll yeah so now that we've kind of exacerbated 2021 i'm gonna go back a little bit to 2015 because i haven't i've only i've used one and then i'm gonna use one more and then that be it i'm gonna go with david price's blue jay debut that was to me that was the beginning of the competitive schedule even though it wasn't that long only maybe a couple years but to me david price comes to this blue jay team it looked as if they were going to give a lot up for him daniel norris matt boyd and i think anthony castro maybe a couple others but at that moment the blue jays needed a rental they'd already acquired troy tulowitzki all these other players but they finally got their ace who was fantastic for him all season but you have a packed house he fans 11 over seven innings and he gets out of a bases loaded nobody out jam and to me this was the beginning of the uh, of what ended up becoming 2015 and 16 blue jays ended up winning that game Uh, i don't think i've picked a loss yet which will have to make things a little interesting in the next few rounds but to me this game even if they ended up losing two to one david price's blue jay debut coming to toronto being the ace that he was expected to be it to me was easily the the pinnacle of of the competitive window i had it on my board it was on the list i didn't think i would end up picking it because it was pretty low low down just because i thought there was a couple more significant games from 2015 that on my list but it was there it's a good pick i agree i was planning maybe if i could have snuck that in with one of my last two picks but uh, unfortunately that's not the way it goes but yeah no i i do like that pick because that also was the signal of the turnaround we know how fast tickets became sold out that afternoon against minnesota and it was pretty much the first time in a while and i guess in that playoff drought from that gap Minus a couple other people, of course, like Roy Halladay. It was just that time, I guess, one of the first aces in a while that the Jays had. And that David Price at that time in 2015 during his prime was that guy for the Jays. So it just, you know, the more, the more you talk about 2015, it just brings up good memories. But at the same time, just disappointment how they didn't manage to get by that ALCS. But again, we're not going to talk about that game. <laughs> yeah, and they were so close. So close. But yeah. Um, okay, I guess now I have the wraparound pick for what round are we on around the fifth round i think um yeah fifth round and then going into the sixth round with my second pick um i'm a little bit torn on this one but i do like the idea so far i haven't taken two games from one season so i'm going to keep that up and i'm going to take a game from the 2018 season which no one has done yet and there were not a lot of highlights from this year but i'm actually going to get a little bit creative and take a spring training game in 2018 vladimir Guerrero jr's spring training walk-off in Montreal. It's a 0-0 game and Vladdy has, you know, obviously he's got a lot of home runs in him and a lot more epic moments to come in his career, but the home run of a lifetime in the city he was born in and the city his father played in for so many years, a city that means so much to him and his family. It's a walk-off home run and just a magical moment. And I think if we're talking about the value of having a diverse board, I think having a spring training game on there Definitely contributes to that because no one else is going to have a spring training game because that's pretty much the only notable spring training game that you could ever come up with. So that's what I'm taking with that pick. I don't know if that was on your guys' board. It was, uh, as you can see from my reaction. So I'm actually getting a little bit starved for picks right now, if I'm being completely honest. But no, that's a good pick. I think we all had it. But uh, dang, now i got to find another one. See, I think Mark threw you under the bus here because usually in fantasy drafts when – it's bigger around like 10 to 12 people. 
you want to be in the middle. But in this case, because there's three of us, you're stuck here because you're stuck making one pick, then I make two, then Mark makes two, and then, you know, I, I can feel your pain, Jacob. But yeah, I mean, for me, I was hesitant, but it was on my list just because, and I guess it kind of goes back to what Jacob said about the Chris Coughlin dive. Like, we understand the moments compared, like, moments versus the actual game. And just because if I'm put, trying to put the game factor into it because it was spring training, however, I do love the criti- um, sorry, the creativity. And I most likely would have probably picked that if it was available in the seventh round. But uh, I really enjoyed that. And again, as much as Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s first home run in 2019 was a good signal, in 2018 especially, that was an even better signal because this is a guy who hasn't played in the MLB yet. We knew he wasn't ready. And to cap off the final spring training game in Montreal, and it was the final uh, final spring training game in general because the Jays obviously obviously used to close out the spring over there. I thought that was one of the best ways to end it. And that clip as well, uh, one, one of the most memorable moments from that season alone too, just because of how dark of a season that was. So that's why I do think as much as it was a spring training game, just the factors that go behind the 2018 season make it more valuable than what it looks like. Yeah, and if we're talking in context on my board, I'm happy that now I have one pick each from 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, and 2021. I'm just missing those 2019 and 2020 years. So I'm happy that I've got that diversity on my board. And I'm also happy that like the type of game, spring training, but there is a diversity in the type of, uh, I guess like emotional tenor. If you look at my board, like um, I think I have the one criticism I would have on my board so far is that there's too many walk-offs. But um, I don't know. I'm pretty happy with how it's shaping up. And on that note, I'm a little bit torn about this pick between two different options. Um, But I think one of them is probably going to go unpicked and I can get it at better value with a lower lower round. Um, So I'm going to select September 23rd, 2017, which is Jose Bautista's final home game at the Rogers Center. Um, And this is a moment... um, Bryson, I know you've watched Ted Lasso. Jacob, you haven't yet, and you need to. And I don't. if anyone hasn't watched it and is listening to this, just like skip ahead a few minutes. I don't want to spoil anything. But there is a point where a certain character is playing his final game on the field, and he's walking off, and they're all chanting his name. And it's a moment that makes me cry when I watch it the couple times I've watched the series because I always think of Jose Bautista's last home game as a Blue Jay at the Rogers Center, and when he um, walked off the field with a couple outs in the ninth inning and had that final curtain call as a Blue Jay, and it's just a really emotional moment that sticks in my mind a lot. And I think it's very different than the other picks that I have on my board so far, so I like the way that it kind of diversifies things for me. I completely forgot about that one, I'm not going to lie. I I don't know how I did, but... Man, honestly, that's a good pick. I think that easily... If I had it on my board, I probably would have been that guy that goes crazy and picks it first. But uh, no, that's uh, I don't know how I forgot about that one. That's I think I'm I'm not out of 2017 picks as I'm looking here. But uh, no, that's that's a pretty good pick. And also, it wasn't even just that last curtain call. Like he at the start of the game, normally you don't see the players go on the field, but we saw instead of going to a commercial break, Bautista go on the field by himself without the rest of his teammates at the top of the first. So. It was one of those games where you didn't want to watch it because you knew it was the end, but at the same time, you have to watch that because, you know, as I, as I made the joke uh, many, many years ago, Bautista's given the the outfield spot. At the time, he played right field, but giving that outfield spot to Teoscar Hernandez, who has now become a staple 
uh, in this current team. But yeah, no, that was, was definitely, I don't know how that wasn't on my list, but it, it, it should have been. It was on mine. It was closer to the bottom. I thought I was going to be able to get away with it within the next two picks. But yes, um, of course, we all know one of the best Blue Jays of all time, Jose Bautista. Unfortunately, that year was the last year for him there. And, you know, that year alone, he struggled and he was injured a few times. So it's in that way, it sucked. But at the other way, just how all the memories and all the emotions that came pretty much to any Jays fan and him himself, that final game, um, it was just signs of a new chapter. Things were changing. We knew the minor league system was slowly being rebuilt, and we knew that more. We knew that a new generation of Jays were on the way, and of course, uh, he was one of the last people to go because Encarnacion went the year or that year as well, earlier in the year. Uh, Donaldson was traded that year as well, so pretty much all those big pieces from that last playoff run from 2015-2016 were all gone, and uh, or they were at least slowly going away. And Bautista was one of the final ones to go because he pretty much lasted the entire year before he moved on in 2018. So I'm definitely, as I said, I'm getting a little starved for picks, but thankfully you guys have not taken a few that I've really been holding on to. Uh, and I actually haven't taken any from 2020 yet. So I'm going to take Nate Pearson's Major League debut against the Washington Nationals. Five scoreless innings, two hit ball against Max Scherzer of all people. And he struck out Trey Turner in his first, or as his first Major League uh, hitter that he faced. And... This was a game they ended up losing in extra innings. I think it was like 4-1 to one in the 11th or something like that. But to have one of your top prospects, your top pitching prospect come up and match one of the best pitchers in all of baseball the year after he won the World Series. And I mean, obviously, that doesn't say a, a ton, but to have Nate Pearson come up and despite the the lackluster season from him, to have him come up have him go through that service time manipulation, come up and be lights out in his first start. To me, that was uh, easily one of the better moments because as we talk about with Bautista leaving, Nate Pearson, I think, was one of the last few of the current core to come up. And to be fair, he hasn't really made a name for himself as much yet in the major leagues. But this was like that last piece where it was like, okay, this is going to be a staple in our rotation and he's going to be here for a long time. And to have him come up and just be absolutely amazing in his first start uh, against a good team, like the Nationals are a, were a good team, uh, to have him do that, it just, that was, I think, one of my top moments of 2020. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, wasn't on my list, I don't think, but I could, I can see the argument though, and I can see, again, the creativity. I like, I just, I like it that way that it's not on my list because it throws me off even more and it gets me thinking more. But uh, Nate Pearson, we haven't yet seen his full potential. However, we've seen flashes of it. And I think that's why, especially in the 2020 year where we pretty much got half the season, more of it cut off and we didn't really get a lot of baseball and we got to see one of the top prospects in the game come up and make his debut. I think that definitely was one of the uh, good starting points from that year as well. Yeah, I didn't have it on my list. I think just because, like, I I was thinking about putting, like, the Vladdy debut on my list. I saw the Bo Bichette debut, and I was thinking about putting that on there and having that as an option. And even the Alec Manoa debut this past year at Yankee Stadium, that was, I think, of all these debuts, I considered putting that one on my list the most. Um, but I think Nate Pearson... I don't know. I don't I don't know if I like the pick Jacob. I'm sorry to say I just don't think he's had like the same importance to the team as a lot of other players do and I know it was I guess if you're thinking about just the game itself like yes it's an entertaining game. Yes, five 
innings of two-run ball against Max Scherzer, of all people, and the Nationals, who are coming off World Series. Like, the game itself, yeah, it's exciting. I just, I don't know. I don't view it with the same kind of mystique as I do a lot of these other games that I've picked. Hear me out, though. He was, like, one of the top prospects true, at the time. Yeah. And that, Still like, is, technically. Yeah, true. But the reason why I didn't pick the Manoa one, or, or spoiler alert, I guess, it, he, <laughs> if that's not on my draft... To me, like, that wasn't, like, I was hyped for that. Like, obviously, we had a whole segment on, like, Alec Manoa watch, but that was just a random, like, 7 p.m. tweet saying Alec Manoa's coming up, whereas with Nate Pearson, we knew it was going to happen. We predicted that he was going to wait the first seven days of the season or however many the the uh, service time manipulation took. Like, we knew that was going to happen, and we knew that he was going to come up this year, and m- maybe you guys and everyone listening disagrees with me, but I think this was probably the most excited i had been for a blue jay prospect since guerrero's debut because we knew it was going to happen like it wasn't like bichette where it's like oh maybe he'll come up this year or this month or whatever like we knew nate pearson was going to come up and he did and he didn't disappoint that game kind of disappointed in the performance since then but it's not overly his fault but i don't know uh, to me, like maybe it's not the best pick, but to me, I I do think it's at the moment or at the time. Like if you were to ask me this in 2020, I think I would have still had the same opinion. It's also the only pick so far from 2020, which I think is interesting. I don't know if that'll change. Um, another a weakness I will point out with that I think is that now you have two debuts on your draft board. You have David Price, who you took in the fifth round, and then you have Nate Pearson that you just took. So I think that's maybe a little bit of a weakness if I'm trying to poke holes in your team. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly, uh, I I still have a few left. I, I yes. think that they won't be yeah. that bad. Yeah, we got one more round after this. Well, Bryson is the last pick of the sixth round, and then we're going to the last round. So, Bryson. Yes. Yeah, so this will be after these two. I'm done. So I know my next pick, but the one for the seventh round, I want to try and be a little bit creative. So I'm I'm going to try and go off the board for that one. But of course, for this one, I will go next. And I hate to say it. I mean, well, I don't hate to say it, but Mark, you brought it up. <laughs> no picks or. Yeah, that was the only pick from 2020, and I will be announcing that I will not be choosing a game from that season. Just to you know, just because it's me, it's my last pick. So these will be the last you pick or I pick. So I just wanted to make that announcement. But uh, anyways, uh, I guess the next pick I'll go to, and for me, I mean, I guess we'll all break down what our definition was at the end of this. So I guess I'll save most of my reasoning for every. I think we all will for the end. But anyways, for my next pick. I will go to, and I believe I have used already, if I look at the draft board, I have used two games from 2021, so I'm only I'm down to one more, and that's it. So I will use my, fi- my last one, and I will go from September 29th, 2021, the New York Yankees are in town. I'm there, which is why there's also some bias to this one. I'm sorry, but it's true. The Blue Jays come back, and they win a crucial game thanks to a go-ahead home run from Bo Bichette in the bottom of the eighth inning. For me, this was one of the most exciting games of the year for anyone, no matter where you were. It was a back-and-forth game, the battle of pretty much that wild-card spot, and that playoff run we know uh, near those past couple weeks was insane. It was the Jays, it was the Yankees, it was the Mariners, um, it was a whole bunch of teams, it was the Red Sox, and it just to see a four-team wild-card race and the in, I guess the importance of that game alone Made it one of the funnest games of the year for sure. You had a Jose Barrio start. He goes six innings, three-run runs. So he was pretty sharp for the most part. But again, it was just going back and forth. And in the middle of the in the game, Aaron Judge hit a sack fly and Blue Jays killer Higashioka on the Yankees also got to go ahead or tied the game from that. So it was just it felt like 
it was a good sw- turning point in the game. It just felt like things weren't going to go or end well. Bo Bichette hits the go-ahead home run in the bottom of the eighth, and then Jordan Romano comes out, shuts the door in the ninth inning, and locks down the save for me. That was one of the most, um, I guess, important and fun games and memorable games from that season alone, and I guess from those these past couple years, or these 2015 to 2021. So that's why I wanted to put it there too. And for Bobachet, who's a young player, he's going to have lots of those. It was one of his first moments this year of his career in the MLB being that clutch and late, late in the game. And that's what we hope to see for the next foreseeable future too. So that's my pick for that one. And to end things off, I'll be a little bit more creative. Um, I'm going to try to be. I don't know how creative it is to you guys, but I'll try. I'll go to August uh, 29th. 2015, I believe that's the date. Edwin Encarnacion hits a hat trick uh, home run over the Detroit Tigers, a 15 to one win. Now, this is the last pick in the draft, and usually the last pick you can kind of throw anything out there. So I understand if this one you guys don't particularly agree with it or not. I just wanted to try and change things up because I have a lot of comebacks, and then I have a lot of I guess moments in terms of the playoffs. So that's why this is middle of the summer or end of the summer. Edwin Encarnacion. The, we knew that the 2015 team was one of the best offense, offenses in baseball. And Edwin comes out, hits a home run. Uh, fans at Rogers Center do a hockey tradition. They throw hats on the field like it's an actual hat trick in hockey. So that's why, um, for me, that's one of the most memorable moments as well. And again, I was just trying to be as creative as I, I could be with the final stuff that we had here, or had here on the list. So that's why I will be closing off my draft with that moment. So I'm very confident, but again, we'll probably talk about it once you guys complete your uh, selections. I got to say that is a uh, a strong draft <laughs> if I'm if I'm being honest. Yeah, I think it's good value round 7. Uh I was also thinking of the uh Michael Saunders three homer game on my list. That I also was potentially. I also yeah. came across a Kendrys Morales three homer game which I completely yes. forgot he even had one <laughs> until I stumbled across a highlight. And I was like, I don't know how I forgot about that. I know I was messing with you guys. I also forgot that the Blue Jays had a 19 inning game that they lost against the Red Sox in 2019. Completely erased from my memory. I had no recollection of that happening. So that was part of the joy of doing all this. But yeah, I think that's a, a solid pick. It wasn't on my list, but it's a solid pick. No, I, it wasn't on my list too. But now that you mentioned that Red Sox one, I just want to shame myself a little bit and point out how when you mentioned that game I there were probably six different games that I was thinking of and so I had to do far more digging than I than I needed to to figure out which game you were talking about but definitely was a interesting game however I think to end this draft off at least for me I I looked at this I've picked one from every year except 2019 and I'm going to do that right now actually so in on September the 7th or 17th, 2019, the Blue Jays win 8-5 to over the Baltimore Orioles. However, the story of the game was Kevin Biggio hitting yes, for the cycle. The yes, third Blue Jay to do yes. it. First Blue Jay that I think I've seen do it. I almost saw Justin Smoke do it in 2015. But, you know, we finally see Kevin Biggio hit for the cycle. And actually, he had two stolen bases in that game. Just to add on to obviously the four hits, which is, you know... It's okay. It's it's not that crazy of a thing to do, but uh, he's the first player to hit for the cycle and have two stolen bases in a game since Charlie Moore, in or who did it in 1980, which almost 40 years later and it hasn't been done. And I think that's a pretty cool thing. And for Kevin Biggio, he, again, he's not the flashiest guy in terms of numbers, at least not yet. But 
to come up and hit for the cycle in your rookie season. I think that's definitely a crazy thing to do and just aids to one of the supporting arguments to keep him on this team. So for me, that's definitely going to close it out because Kevin Biggio, just to do that, actually, he's not even the first Biggio to do that. Craig Biggio did it uh, many years ago in his playing days, which Kevin Biggio didn't even know that he did that, which I thought was a little funny, but it definitely hitting for the cycle in your rookie season has to be one of the greatest things to see. Yeah, I like that both of you guys are taking like personal accomplishments for the last two picks. Are you going to uh, follow suit, Mark? Or are you going to take a little bit of a different approach? Yeah. <laughs> because I had, yeah. Well, go ahead. Because that Saunders one that you mentioned, like that was on my list too. I had the Guerrero game against the Nationals from April 27th. I don't know if that will be your last pick or not. I, sorry if I spoiled no, it. No, I was thinking I had about that. It, like I was, okay, good. So I was, but yeah, I was thinking like there was a lot of personal accomplishments that I had taken down that I was thinking about. But yeah, there was the Saunders hat trick that I was definitely considering. There was also the Donaldson hat trick from August 29th, 2016. So there's a lot that I had down here. And the the Manoa debut was one of them too. So I like it that Jacob followed suit, but I'm curious to see if Mark will change it or will he continue the tradition? No, I'm going to go kind of along the same lines as some of my other picks. Okay. Um, with the last pick of the draft, I'm going to take the 2021 All-Star game. Um Wow. I don't know if anyone else was considering that, but wow. Uh I didn't know if we could. Hey, I took a spring that training too. game. Yeah. I took an all-star game. Well, I took that one. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I just think um you have like four Blue Jays at the All-Star game. You have three starters, which is the most starters the Blue Jays have had. I think it tied the franchise record, if I remember correctly. Um, and then you also have, you know, the first time Vladdy is on the national stage aside from the home run derby you have him hitting this mammoth home run and we've talked about it before but I just kind of love the call from Joe Buck and we had Fernando Tatis mic'd up for that moment I just kind of love that moment watching it and then you also have the the friendship that we saw between the four guys who were sent and talked about this before but the way they all kind of stayed on the field afterwards for the award ceremony and celebrated together and then lastly it's just kind of a coming out party for the Blue Jays as a whole I think it's their defining moment of their arrival on the national stage um, and international stage in baseball. And I think it was really a moment where everyone kind of realized, okay, these Blue Jays are for real. Even if the Blue Jays didn't make it to the postseason this past year, I think it was a moment when people recognized they're for real. They got a crazy amount of talent, a crazy amount of young, entertaining talent, and they're a team to watch over these next few years. So that's why I picked it. I think I'm pretty happy with it. I originally planned to take it higher, but I thought I would gamble and save it for the last pick, and apparently it worked out. I was contemplating that one so hard, but I couldn't figure out if if we could, just because it was only like a couple players in it. But if I knew that you were going to pick it, I definitely would have snatched that one up earlier, because it was a great moment. Yeah, I didn't know, but at the end of the day, it's very creative. And um, unfortunately for Mark, you're um, you're making me miss Marcus Simeon more and more by the time the, how much you're talking about it, because that was pretty special and you know the all-star game too people have their thoughts on the all-star game no matter what sport it is some I guess are more enjoyable than others but for me uh the baseball the MLB all-star game's always been very fun compared to watching other sports all-star games I think they do a really good job uh with the talent they have and of course the home run derby but yeah that was just a special weekend seeing all those Jays there and like you said it was a record so you get to see four of them or four different uh, one's there, and of course, Bo Bichette snuck in near the end as a reserve, but that, that definitely counts, and of course, you have other people starting too, so 
a really good moment from the season. I was hesitant, but I did actually have it on my list um, with a question mark, <laughs> not knowing if it was allowed or not. So I will. I'm gladly. Or I'll, I'm glad it first of all that somebody picked it because I think that if it was left off, then one of us or we could have maybe scratched our heads a bit, saying how come none of us took that. So that's why I think it was definitely a steal for the last pick. I was hesitant, not because I thought I was breaking the rules, because I thought it was within the the boundaries of the rules, but because I wanted to kind of steer clear mostly of 2021, because I thought there was going to be a lot of recency bias there with just us picking whatever games we thought were most entertaining from the last season. So kind of wanted to steer clear of that, but I couldn't avoid picking out the All-Star game. Um, Okay, so now we're done. We've got all our picks. I'm going to recap them very quickly, and then we can kind of talk a little bit about who we personally thought maybe won, and then we can obviously throw it to the listeners and viewers. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can comment. If you are listening to this podcast, you can go to our social media and comment who you think won the draft. But okay, Bryson, you had the first pick overall. You went with the bat flip home run game. You went with Vladdy's first two career home runs in a game against San Francisco in May of 2019. You had the Blue Jays clinching the AL East in 2015. You had Marcus Simeon's walk-off against the Oakland Athletics combined with Lourdes Gurriel Jr.'s Grand Slam earlier in that game in 2021. You had the doubleheader against Baltimore in 2021. Um, And I guess we take both the games of that doubleheader. I guess that counts. Um, No one else took it, so it doesn't matter. Um, And then number round six pick, you had the game against the Yankees, Bo Bichette Homer in September of 2021. Then your last pick, you had Edwin Encarnacion's hat trick um in 20 is that 2016 2015 okay um and then jacob your board with the middle pick sandwiched in between the two of us you had the 2016 wild card game with edwin encarnacion's walk-off you had chris coglin's slide slash dive which i think is the most interesting pick of this <laughs> this entire draft but um, that's the one that i'm reconsidering <laughs> and then you had the uh Another interesting pick, I'll say, uh, the walk-off wild pitch against the San Diego Padres in 2016. You had the Blue Jays' 9-8 win over Boston in 2021. You had the David Price debut. You had the Nate Pearson debut. And you had Kevin Biggio hitting for the cycle. Um, So, again, I I think some interesting picks in there. We definitely went different directions with those first few picks. And then I had, with the uh, the final wraparound pick, um, I had the 2016 ALDS Game 3 with the Donaldson Mad Dash. I had Steve Pierce's walk-off Grand Slam against the Angels, which was his second in four days. I had the 2021 Rogers Center home opener. I had the 2015 Marco Estrada near-perfect game. Also had Vladdy's 2018 spring training walk-off in Montreal. Batista's final home game as a Blue Jay. And then finally the 2021 All-Star game. So there you have it. There's all our boards. That's our team, if you will, um, that we pick out of this game of drafting the best Blue Jay game since 2015. So I guess I'll throw it to you guys. Who do you think won? If not yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So if my second overall pick was a little different, I think there's a few that I could have rearranged there, but... Do you regret that pick, looking back at it? You must. I, I regret making it my second yeah. pick. I, I would have switched... I would have, I would have still probably picked it, maybe. I think you could have in the last few rounds. Yeah, I think you, you could have left it for round seven and got good value at round seven. Yeah, I don't think uh, one guy jumping over another guy constitutes a second overall pick. But I don't know. I think, I think because of that, I might end up losing. But like, I don't know. Both, <laughs> other than that, I think 
all three of us had relatively equal boards for different reasons but uh, when you when your second overall pick is questionable at best <laughs> you might uh, might might have me towards the bottom yeah i mean first of all yeah i mean i guess i'm what mark said like or when he spoke about it after you picked the coggin one i guess that would, he, he made sense with it more of that being more of a moment than a memorable game which is why i definitely obviously question that as well and i'm sure and of course you do too so but you do have some good moments in there. That Springer one, I like I mentioned earlier, that's one. That's actually a pick that I wanted. So, you know, and I think too, Mark and I, our, our difference with our team, I think it's a little, it, blah, blah, I think it is a little bit of a difference because we had different approaches uh, from this one. I was more focused, you know, I guess you were more focused on the diverse, like you said, of different years, which I think that makes your list very unique, first of all. And then for me, I didn't really truly focus on what year it was I think obviously it was more centered around the good years in 2015 and I didn't actually have any from 2016 um, and I didn't have any from 2020 and I mentioned that I just you know I don't know if you want to talk I get into it too much but I just felt like as much as 2020 was different it was unique it was 60 games it just it didn't feel right like it didn't feel the same and now if you ask me of course at the moment of 2020 it would have been maybe more of a priority for me to choose one of those games. But after we went back to a regular year and a regular format the next year in 2021, it kind of devalued it a little bit. And it's nothing against the season because we knew with the times we were in, the times that we're still in, the challenges that they had. Of course, the billionaires versus millionaires part one that is carried over to this year. It just it just doesn't feel right to me. And of course, winning a World Series in 60 games, thank God, you know, as much as it's weird to say that, thank God the Jays didn't win that year. Because if they did it would be forever questioned with an asterisk. So that's one thing that I'm happy about. And of course, um, I picked a couple moments. I didn't pick anything from 2018. It was the dark days. I may have tried to cheat the system with you saying only one pick from that era, which is why I figured since it was one of the down years, I have to center it towards one of the good moments. And that is the future of the franchise. And that is Vladimir Guerrero Jr., which is why I chose that, uh, the home runs. And that was my only pick from that era. And the, the one thing too is I was actually going to pick a 2017 pick, but I felt like it would have been a recycled version of your pick. And it was the Steve Pierce thing because we know we did it twice in the same week. And I would have felt like it would have been devalued and it was nothing against you. It's just because it happened in the same week. And if you were choosing it, why would I choose something similar? So that's why I also wanted to be different. So that's something that I actually had planned, but then I had to kind of do a last minute change. And then of course, were you going to take it like higher on your board? Because I took it with my second pick. Was it? I was going to take it around. It was. It, it would have been two or three. It would have been. Honestly, it probably would have been two, because that was when I used the Vladimir Guerrero Jr. home run, and I always plan to use the AL, AL East clinching game. So yeah, it would have been up there. So that's why I changed my mindset throughout. And that's the best part about a, a fantasy type draft is you always got to rearrange and change at that point. So that's why I did that. And of course, I prioritized around the good years of 2015 and 2021, just because I feel like it makes it more memorable. And that's why it's just, that was just my philosophy and my strategy of drafting my team, my reasoning for doing that. And of course the last pick just to be creative and do something different that I haven't done the previous six rounds. Yeah. I think this might be one of the things that makes Jacob's draft actually this one of the strongest is the fact that he had the most diverse board year wise. Cause I had, I think I had every year except for 2019, 2020, I took two picks from 2017 two picks from 2021. First off, I did not expect to take two games from 2017. I thought I would be one and done with those seasons, but I was pleasantly surprised. Um, but Jacob, you had every season except for 
2018. And then Bryson, I think this is one of the weaknesses with your board, is the fact that you have three picks from 2015, three from 2021, and then just one from those middle years. Um, and again, like I said, I tried to steer away from 2021 because I didn't want to have that recency bias. So if I was trying to poke holes in your board, I think that's what I would say. But I'm pretty happy with my board, how it turned out. I think, I don't know, I kind of, I like the diversity of it. I like the creativeness with the All-Star game and the spring training walk-off. Although I think the fact that I took two of those kind of novelty games is a little bit of a knock. Um, and I also think I was trying to go for like different emotional tenor games, like different, I don't know, this is getting kind of in the weeds, but I was looking for games that are different emotionally. And I, th- I think the fact that I drafted the both the Rogers Center home opener and the Batista final home game, those kind of, like they're obviously different. Like one is celebratory, one is kind of like the end of an era, but I think they kind of struck the same tone and that you don't remember it so much for the game itself, but for the, I guess, moment that was happening around it, if that makes any sense. So I think those are two similar picks as well, but I'm pretty happy with my board. See, I actually forgot about 2018 and I have a few decent picks. I have one from earlier in the year when Kevin Pillar stole three different bases and then ended up stealing home, stealing home. It was like a, a failed pickoff attempt and then he ended up going home I had the Marcus Stroman, was that, no, that was, that was 2017. So I had the, in the 2018, I had Estrada's standing ovation in uh, Seattle and then Mike Bolsinger. So I I was going to pick this, but when he had four strikeouts in an inning. Oh, I thought you were, yeah, but Mike Bolsinger is the same guy who is suing the Astros for having a horrible, yeah. I thought you were, when you said Mike Bolsinger, I thought you were no, thinking, no, no. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, well, yeah, see, that's why I didn't pick it. Cause like. I think it's cool as like a stats kind of junkie, but I really don't think a lot of other people remember that type of moment. I think another pick, maybe along the same lines, Thomas Hatch had an immaculate inning. I, I think. Oh yes, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what year that was, but I, I maybe it was twenty eighteen. I think it was twenty or was it twenty twenty or am I completely wrong on that? I don't know. It's, anyways, that's another thing along the same lines of the Bullsinger four strikeout. Anyways, yeah. Bolsinger, last time we spoke about him was, yeah, suing the Astros. So I was like, is Jacob talking about Mike Bolsinger suing the Houston Astros? Is one of the top moments, but that would have been really hilarious. But yeah, I mean, it, it obviously depends on the way you look at it, too. The fact that it's his games, that made it, I guess, easy for us to approach things differently. And, you know, you call it a hole in my team, and that's completely fair because your mindset was to be a little bit more diverse and kind of spread the wealth a little bit. For me, I wanted to target those games that people will remember regardless of what year it was, and those were the fun years. So that's why that was my reasoning for that. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want to throw a couple honorable mentions that I had on my list, actually from 2018 that likely I wasn't going to pick, but if I did, it would have been near the end. It was actually... Uh, coincid or kind of funny. It was off of George Springer in 2018. It's when Randall Gritchick made that game-saving catch. But again, it goes to Mark's questioning of the Coggin pick. That's a moment, not a game. Even though that saved the game for the Jays, and that was the reason why they won that game. So there was some consideration there. I guess we'll reveal the details behind the scenes on my draft board. But yeah, I mean, another game I had that was very memorable was Canada Day of 2016. The Vic Carapaza versus Edwin Encarnacion, like beef in the first inning and then it was 19 game or 19 innings ryan Gowens pitched i you know that was memorable just because of how crazy and odd it was it wasn't you know a great moment in jay's history it was just one of the most bizarre games so i had that on um i had that i had Bo Bichette walking it off over the yankees 
and 2019, it was a September game. And the one moment I did have from 2020 that failed to make the final cut, obviously, was when the Jays put up 10 runs in the sixth inning in a 12-7 win over the Yankees. The first time at double digits, uh, the Jays scored double digits in a single inning since August of 2010. So that was one I guess I had. Um, and that would probably would have would have been one of the most fun games of that season in 2020. So other than that, though, I think most of you guys chose, I guess, that what was on my board. Uh, you know, obviously in the middle rounds, there was a lot where it wasn't on my board. But yeah, I mean, those are just a couple honorable mentions that almost made the final roster. Did either of you guys have Bo's five-hit game just quickly against Miami last year? No. That it did or not. 2020, I mean. Wait, I did, what, see, I, what day was that? Do you know what day it was? It or what the final I think it was score was? August, it was the fourteen eleven one. Yes, where they ended up. Losing, I did have that on my but board. It was like, yeah. I did not have it on my board because of Bo's performance. I had it on my board just because it was a oh. wild game, but I did have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I I wanted to use it, but it was either that or the cycle the, uh, with my last pick. But it, yeah, I just wanted to know because that was definitely a, a highlight for me. One thing quickly. This was also kind of cool because it was in 2019. And I guess speaking of Obachet, did you guys ever get close to having when he took Clayton Kershaw deep twice? I don't know if you guys ever put that as one of your finalists, but it did not make my final one. It was kind of an early one. It was just, I guess, one of the bright moments from 2019 is that he took Kershaw deep twice in the single game in L.A. So I don't know if you guys had that on there, but I was just wondering. I did not. Forgot no. completely about that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the ones. I had his debut, not that one. Yeah, the debut I was thinking of. The other ones I had on my board that I didn't pick, I had game six of the 2015 ALCS. And I know that might yes. be a curious pick, but it just lives in my mind because there was a Batista home run earlier in that game that I remember. Was there two? Wow. Mm-hmm. My memory is lacking. Yeah, he, but... he scored all three of the runs. Wow. I just, it's a very, I thought it was a memorable game, but apparently not. I don't remember the details, but it's one of those games that obviously not a great outcome. And Bryson, you'd mentioned, let's stop talking about that 2015 year. And I was so tempted right after that to take the 2015 game six of the ALCS, <laughs> but I didn't. Um, I also had the, um, in 2018, September 20th, a seven run comeback in the ninth inning against the Rays. Um, the Blue Jays scored seven runs, uh, including a Justin Smoke walk off home run. Um, and then another pick I had was 2019, 15 inning game, but then Anthony Alford walk off. It was his first career homer. Um, Vladdy's debut, we talked about that. The Miami Marlins 14 to 11 game, 10 run inning against the Yankees. Um, and that's all the ones that I had on my board that I didn't pick. So we were thinking along the same lines with some of those. But I think once you get past like the first round where we had the one, two, three all down for all of us, the same pick, I think once you get past that, it definitely opens up. Yeah, that was the opening of the uh, the floodgates there. I mean, again, <laughs> the highlight for me, the turning point, was the Coughlin pick. I don't mean to pick on you, Jacob, but once you did that, I just started wondering. I'm like, did I approach this right? But then Mark immediately gave the same face I took. And I'm like, okay, maybe that was just more on Jacob's fault. Yeah, that one. We might have to edit that one out. So if, no. uh, if, no. if there's a random 30-second just blankness in the video, then you got then we're just going to pretend that pick didn't happen. Why did Jacob not make a second round pick? Why yeah. Jacob I, I want to go back round? and see our reaction again. I got to see that yeah. again. Both you and I, Mark, we had the very similar face. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah, go ahead. as a seventh overall pick, as a seventh pick, yeah. that would have been good, but yeah, second fair. overall. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Okay. Well, Moving on though, cue the outro. Yeah. Everyone can let us know <laughs> what they think about each of our boards, what they think about Jacob's curious second round pick about who they thought won 
give us your thoughts and hopefully it is me um but on that note let us know if you enjoyed this let us know if you enjoyed this type of draft thing again it's our first time doing it i'm sure there's some wrinkles in this process that we're going to iron out if we ever do it again but if you guys enjoyed it let it know let us know and we'll uh, keep doing it throughout the off season um until then as always you can support our podcast on patreon that's patreon.com slash section 138 pod um you can find our podcast on youtube if you like to listen to our episodes normally you can find them on youtube if you like to watch them normally you can also find them wherever you find podcasts and uh you can support us on social media we're at section 138 pod twitter instagram and you can leave your thoughts there on the the drafting as to how it went um and until then if you have any ideas for future drafts we should do let us know we'll catch you next time.